This is the Prowl City Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Proud the City Podcast. I'm Daniel. Um, if you're from a different team, welcome. Uh, this is usually a Panther City Podcast. Uh, and if you're new here, Panther City is an indoor lacrosse team uh, that is based out of Fort Worth. So this is their second season, and they had a bye week. So I said last week after the Saskatchewan Rush game that I would come in and do a league-wide episode, basically. And I did this for the playoffs last year because they got eliminated, and uh, we're going to talk around um, some of the games that went on, especially, you know, because this is about Panther City, I will be talking about some games uh, in greater detail, and then we're going to get ahead into the standings and the playoffs, and then I want to discuss the MVP race because it's uh, there's about three or four guys that can win it, and I'm going to break it down. Uh, so, uh, going for kind of the Panther City side of everything, uh, fans, you do know that we were um, looking at two games this coming week. Uh, or that had just played, and that was the Calgary-Colorado game, as long with the San Diego-Saskatchewan game. Now, I already tweeted out uh, before this uh, set of games ended up being played that if you were looking for more so a better seeding in the playoffs, uh, I can't believe I'm actually talking about this in year two, um, if you want a better seating in the playoffs, possibly hosting a game, um, you wanted Saskatchewan and Colorado. And if you just wanted to get in at this point, you were looking for San Diego and Calgary. And it was going to go to the first game, which was Calgary-Colorado. And Calgary went in and took care of business against Colorado. Um, just... A domination, basically. 16-10. to 10. Um, It wasn't close. It was 11-3 to 3 at the half. Um, Jason King had 7 points for Calgary. Um, really, it was all spread out. Dick, uh, Dixon had uh, 2. Courier had 2. Wild had 2. Courier again or two carries on the same, and Taylor had two, Simpson had two, King had two, uh, then Cook, and another player had one. So it was all spread out. Uh, Del Bianco was fantastic again in net. Uh, he'd given up 10 goals on 47 shots. I mean, it was comfortable for Calgary in that sense. Um you know, shocking. Connor Robertson did not score in this game. Uh, Dylan Ward uh, did get pulled at the very end of this game. Um, I'm actually kind of shocked that he wasn't pulled earlier. Uh, it's been shaky for him this season. Um, honestly, it has. Uh, I mean, it looks like he did get pulled and then got put back in. I'm not sure really when it happened, but 
Um, that was the first game that puts Calgary at uh, in four going into this current weekend. It puts Colorado at five and six. And when that final score ended up being posted, I said, okay, well, we know who we need to cheer for uh, for this. And that would be San Diego. Because at this point, you just, you're just you wanting to get in. And you rather distance yourselves from the bottom two trying to fight for that fourth spot than you are trying to get uh, a higher seat at this point. And that was a fun game to watch. Uh, I didn't really watch much. Uh, I come back from New Orleans on Saturday. And uh, a little bit about that. Stayed in the French Quarter. So uh, do with that what you will. I did not sleep. So it was extremely fun uh, to see, especially that ending. Oh, my God. That ending was insane. Uh, San Diego went up. 5-2 going into the half, and then 10-4 going into the fourth, and we're up 12-6 to about halfway through, and then Calgary in the span of about four minutes end up um, scoring a um, few goals. It wasn't too bad, and then in the last... Um, 48 seconds in 12 seconds they end up scoring. So twice. So it was a 12-11 game. And then uh, Frank Scriviano makes an incredible save. They kick it out. And it... Uh, San Diego kind of escaped. Uh, but it was a fun game to watch. Um, Bouquet, up, I guess, shutting it down in the fourth quarter. So... He's always tough, but, you know, once you get him going, um, once you kind of open him up, it's kind of hard to uh, stop that, to be honest. That happened with the uh, Panther City game. But uh, Clark Walter, what a story. Comes back, scores five goals in his first game since 2017. So, uh, going into that with the uh, standings now, uh, they look like this. I'm going to go league-wide uh, for your quote-unquote playoff spots here. Uh, Buffalo is top of the league at 10-2. and two. The Toronto Rock are 10-3, and three, followed by the Rochester Nighthawks at 9-3. and three. And then your fourth place would be the Philadelphia Wings at 5-6. and six. And then right behind them is the Halifax Thunderbirds at 5-7. and seven. So half a game out for that final spot. Now, here's where it gets interesting. I'm not sure how this would work. Um, I will, I'll actually do this and see what the uh, website tells me what it is. But let's go to the West. San Diego is now 8-2 with that win. Uh, Calgary sits at 8-4. Panther City sits at 7-5, and five. Uh, and Saskatchewan and Colorado end up at 5-6. and six. So, uh, and also, going into another game, which I didn't talk about, those were only the two big ones. Um, I said don't count out Las Vegas, but I don't know if this is a, um, I don't know if uh, this was a good result for them, and it might backfire. Uh, they lost 14-5. to five. 
against Vancouver. So with that um, loss there, puts them at four and seven. If they would have won, would have put them at five and seven. So uh, yeah, big, big, big game for Vegas to lose that. Um, kind of sucks that two Panther City plays this week. So if we go based off of the, um, if we go, I can't really tell. Go based off of the um, standings for the um, league. It does look like um, Colorado would get the edge over Halifax. Again, I'm not sure, but as of right now, Saskatchewan would be in based on tiebreakers. I'm not sure what they are, but um, that would be the um, main thing going there. I just don't know what's going to happen with Halifax, um, how that works out with the East and West. I kind of want to assume they're going to go by conference, then some other stuff. So I don't know. But uh, another game I do want to talk about that's not uh, going in the circle of um, playoff seating, because I can just talk about, you know, Toronto doubling up Albany 12 to 6, um, New York Riptide. Uh, one thirteen to ten over Philadelphia. That kind of hurts Philadelphia, in a sense of that puts some uh, a lot closer to Halifax. You know, Halifax did lose to Buffalo in overtime. Um, you know, you just you don't want to have you know your back against the wall. Kind of in that sense of you know you can easily get, uh, I guess replaced in the playoffs jumped up in that. I don't really know. Again, I don't know what tiebreakers are. I'm going to assume it's record and by conference, but who knows? And then probably the game of the week has to be Rochester winning 19 to 18 over Georgia. That's a fun game. So, um, going into, uh, I guess the other thing is I'll go to your stat leaders here for, uh, this current season after week 15. There are 22 weeks, so we're getting down to it, guys. We are really getting down to um, just in general the – I don't want to say the stretch run, but it's closing. So for some teams, that window is closing very quickly to get in. Let's talk about where we are for um, these uh, guys who I think are going to be in the MVP conversation. So, the first one I really want to talk about. I mean, I, I you can talk about you know Captain America for Toronto. He's got eighty six points, thirty five goals. He should be up there. Uh, if you want to go recent, if you want to go. Uh, hometown bias, Will Malcolm, six in the league, 29 goals, 75 points. But to put my MVP candidates, uh, the four, number one is Jeff T. Obviously, like, I, 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 I am shocked he wasn't in the midseason MVP. I thought he's, he's basically the best forward in the league. Uh, actually, I take that back. 
He's number two because number one is obviously Dane Smith. Um, he's number two, again, on my um, MVP. And the guys, just both of them are just so good. Dane Smith's been killing it. And I mean killing it the last two years. And a good reason why Buffalo's as good as they are. I mean, and I, I don't want to discredit Josh Byrne at all. But Dane Smith has just been on fire. Jeff Teed is just pulling New York. I mean, the three and nine, but three of those wins are just Jeff Teed doing Jeff Teed things. He's got 42 goals, leads the league, 96 points, leads the league. Um, He has 72 loose balls, which is, I believe, second in the league, third in the league, fourth. My bad. Uh, That would go to Captain America, of course. Uh, For your Toronto fans, you know exactly who I'm talking about. And NLL fans in general know who I'm talking about. Uh, then it would go to Connor Fields, who is, um, third on my team for, um, MVP. He's got 79 loose balls. Um, and then Mitch Jones and Will Malcolm are tied for fourth with, uh, 77. And I guess he won't put him in six for Jeff T. So... It's very interesting um, in that sense of everything uh, going on with the MVP. And then I'm going to add one goalie because he does need to be talked about. He's been absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm going to go Nick Rose. Nick Rose has just been so good for – you know what? I'm sorry to Dane Smith and Jeff T. I'm playing Nick Rose number one. I'm sorry. I, I completely forgot what he's doing this season is, I mean, if you look at in Buffalo, you know, Matt is just going crazy. 12 games, 81 save percentage, 10.25 GAA. The thing about Nick Rose is he's played 13 games, has an 80 save percentage, but the GAA is at 8.82. Nobody comes close to him. There are only two goaltenders in this league that have a um, below a uh, 10. And this goes for, you know, guys who are 1% going to be starters. And that's Nick Rose and Christian Dale Bianco from Calgary. Both guys have just been good. But Nick Rose has just been too unreal, honestly, with how he's played this year. He, I, I would not be shocked if he wins MVP. Would not be shocked if um, – wouldn't, wouldn't shock me at all if Dane Smith or Jeff Teat wins it. You know, I can look at a guy like Connor Fields also winning it. But Nick Rose has just been – Unreal. I mean, those are incredible stats. So, it is uh, it is interesting with all those guys. Um, you just don't know what's really going to happen. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I think the top, 
I think the top three, I mean, top three in the East are already locked in. Uh, just who's going to battle for that number one seed. And then I'm already going to go on a limb and say the top three are locked in for the West as well. And we'll see the other two. I mean, yeah, Panthers say seven and five and Saskatchewan Carl five and six, but I just don't see it happening. I don't, I don't see them really trying to make up ground to get that third seed. I mean, I just don't. I'm sorry, I just don't. Because if you want to go to, let's go to Colorado's. Um, I was trying to find who, who I wanted to go first with. You want to go Colorado's schedule for them this season. I mean, they've had a rough time since the turn of the new year. After the first game um, of 2023, they give up 10 in a win. Fantastic. Gave up 13 in a loss. Gave up 10 in a win. Then gave up 13 in a loss. Then gave up 13 in a loss. Gave up 13 in a loss. Gave up 12 in a win. Gave up 16. Now they got to go play Buffalo. So that's the top team in the league. That's going to be tough. Then they go home against Vancouver, who has done really well in the last month. They were not good. I mean, they really weren't good, but they've um, they've kind of turned around. And then they have to play Vegas, and that's going to be no slouch because Vegas, I think, has – I talked about last year how good Panther City was down the stretch. I think this Vegas seems better in a sense of in their first season. I mean, we'll see what happens with them, but I, I they're going to win Coach of the Year. Um, it wouldn't shock me if they win – GM of the year, even though it's probably not going to go to them, or executive, they deserve to have some awards. They really do. They've done a really good job. And then they play, uh, so going back to Colorado's um, schedule, after Vegas, they play Vancouver, then they play San Diego, a big game against Saskatchewan, and then end the year San Diego. Those last three games aren't fun for them. They have to get through these next four. It's, I mean, we'll see what happens with Buffalo. It's going to be a rematch of last year's finals. So you go to Saskatchewan for their end of the season record uh, for the schedule. They have to play Calgary. That's not a very easy game in any stretch of words. Then they get to play Calgary again the next week. Then they have to play Vancouver. Then Georgia, who out of nowhere has been scoring a lot of goals. Then they play Halifax. And they play a Colorado, like I said. And then they play Vegas. That tends to be an easier schedule between them and Colorado. So, I don't know what's going to happen. And then, like, again, with Panther City, and this is why I keep on saying I don't think they're going to reach them at all. Panther City ends with Vegas, San Diego, Albany, Calgary, Vancouver, Calgary. That actually is really hard. Those two games against Calgary. But... Yeah, actually, yeah, I, I I just don't see it. Maybe Saskatchewan sneaks in there at the very end and takes that three spot, but I again I don't see that happening at all. But uh man, I've gone for a very long time. So I was glad to talk about you know just the league in general. Uh it's been fun doing this. So uh next week we have a whole bunch of good games coming up. Uh, Friday, we have Saskatchewan-Calgary, like I said before. 
San Diego, Vancouver on that Friday. Saturday, we have Georgia, Philadelphia. That's going to be fun. Toronto, Halifax. That should be fun. Albany, New York. Battle New York there should be very fun. Colorado, Buffalo is going to be a very hard game. Um, oh, God, I do feel bad for Philadelphia. Um, then you have Vegas and Panther City. And then you have Philadelphia and Rochester. So Philadelphia has their back-to-back coming up. On Oh, no, they don't. They have a Sunday. Uh, that makes sense because they're coming from. No, they don't. Oh, oh, they're playing in New York. So I'm not too worried about that, I guess. The Punk and Philly to New York back to back. So, uh, if you also don't know why they get, why these guys are playing back to back, this is what happens. Um, like San Diego in two weeks is going to play Panther City on a Friday, and then they play Buffalo on Saturday. So, it's just how that rolls. Uh, everyone's got to do one. So you don't know when it is. I'd rather have it in the beginning of the season, like Panther City did. So you get all those bye weeks off. But it's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens. Um, for Panther City fans, I'll have a uh, preview of this weekend's game come out in the next couple of days. For anyone that is not a Panther City fan and just a fan in general of the other teams, glad you guys can come to this episode and listen. And... Um, for anyone that isn't a fan or is a fan, um, all the socials are the same, uh, handle proud of city pod, um, Instagram, Twitter. Um, there used to be a, a YouTube, but, uh, I got some technical issues with, uh, doing it. So I'm going to try and see how I can fix that for, uh, getting into doing videos and doing video reviews and just live stream stuff uh, for everyone. But again, thanks you. Thanks you. Good Lord. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Proud City Podcast. I will see you guys later this week.